You're now tuned in to Views from the Chicks, a podcast discussing the correlation between life and music. Let's get on with the show. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I'm your girl T, and I'm here with. And I'm Joey, and I'm here with. Quan is here. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey, hey. hey. What's up, y'all? <sighs> <laughs> that. That's what's up. The sigh. Well, I. I want to shout out to our listeners for keeping with us, uh, keeping up with us on the past couple episodes mm-hmm. because we were recording via Skype. Yes, I'm sure you guys can tell by the audio. We yes. back in full effect. Yes. We hate it to y'all, but we love you guys. Yeah. So for those of you who bear through the audio, we love you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Y'all real ones. Day one. Day one. A ones. We appreciate you. What have we been up to though? Like last week we did a we had a vision board party and then we also mm-hmm. got interviewed. Yes, we did by so, Miss Monica yep. from Design and Culture. Yep, yes. So um, we will send you that link once it's up so you guys can get to know the chicks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. She yes. a real one. And shout she, out to Design and Culture. That was yes. really much fun. And she listens to her favorite episode from this season is The Gospel According to Kanye. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to hear people's feedback. So thank you, Miss Monica. We thank love you. you. Thank you. We hope to have her on the show one yes, day soon. Definitely. Near future, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. But as we like to get started with our, you know, segment episode, I have a question of the day. Let me hear it. Okay. So the question is, I'm going to ask the question and then I'm going to give you some background. I'm before excited. I I'm excited, nervous, my palms are sweaty. <laughs> okay. So my question is. If you had the opportunity, would you purchase or make an essence that smells like your vagina? (laughs) I see where you went with that. (laughs) Via Erica Badu. Right. The reason why I ask, for those of you who do not know, Erica Badu is a bottle, well, not bottling up, but literally burning her old panties. She said is this, that people. How she's making is that what yes, she's yes. I read an article on Exo Nicole, so shout out to Exo I know Nicole. It was a in, it's an incense. Yes, right? she's yes, she's um making incense from her, I guess, old underwear. She burnt them to make the incense, es- essence. Sorry, um, and Badu's pussy, aka <laughs> Badusi. <laughs> Sorry. Will be available for purchase wow. February twentieth at her online store. I'm sorry. Yes. I kind of uh, want it. What? You want burnt pussy sweat? Well, no, I, mean, I kind of want to know what it smells like. Right. I mean, a lot of people want to know yeah, because. But, like, does it really? Like, it's incense. How right. Can and then, you know. like a vagina. Exactly. And then she burn an old underwear. You know, you use like fabric softener. So, you know, it could be smelling like fabric softener. But, but could, why are they marketing it? Well, at maybe. At least is how it's posted. They're saying she's making the smell after her. 
That's body what it parts, said. It so said that the incense it. is supposed to smell like her vagina. But he's Cur- saying she's she, burning old underwear. She burns old underwear to get the scent so she can try to match but is it. it yes. old clean underwear? It or? didn't specify. I'm assuming it's clean. Or maybe it's not clean. If it's so supposed to smell like her vagina, I'm, she ain't washing that so shit. So maybe she's no collected there. some underwears. And she, but I mean, not really. Because everyone has like their own scent. smell. Their own yeah. scent. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a dirty smell or like a smell that... Smells well, I'm not like saying dirty, not but clean. like for I know when I wash my underwear, it doesn't like it smells fresh. Like it's not gonna smell like. Well, that's me. after they come out of the washer. Before they go into the washer, they smell like you because you've been wearing them all day. But that's are they not dirty? If I've been wearing them all day, yeah. But is is that so? That's why I that's want my it question. because it's like, is it going to smell like her, like a person, like a body, like? What is this thing going to smell like? Well, she said that she she said that she, she quotes, I took lots of pairs of my panties, cut them up into little pieces and burned them. Even the ash is a part of it. Yeah, man, the people deserve it. This is what Erica said. And then the reason why she's even doing mm-hmm. all of this is because she's quotes. There's an urban legend that my pussy changes men. Oh. The men that fall that oh. I fall in love with fall in love with me changes jobs and their lives so it's an urban legend that erica's body that is an urban legend her pussy works magic so why not get you her pussy she had common wearing scarves and right like legit hemp pants yeah and then she also got the inspiration from the movie boomerang because there was, I think there was a perfume that they call it Pousset. Oh, oh remember on Boomerang the movie? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, she's a 48-year-old woman. She's, you know, it's Baducey. So I just want to know, ladies, will you be purchasing Baducey? Or would you, if you can cultivate your own pussy essence, would you sell it or create it for your boo? I'm going to go ahead and look over here. <laughs> so he can <laughs> smell it when you are away. He don't have to actually keep your draws. He could have burn his essence and he is consumed <laughs> by you. I have so many things going <laughs> on in my mind right now. Um, make it make sense. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe because I work in fashion, when I hear I burned little pieces of my underwear i'm like but if it's cotton or if it's poly they're gonna smell differently because of the fabric so you're not gonna get your body smell you're gonna get the smell of the burnt fabric fabric depending on what kind of underwear you're wearing so that but that's just me because you know working around fabric and stuff correct i i just don't unless it was like a perfume i just don't see how an incense will smell like a woman's Vagina. Like, I just don't, which is why I'm interested to see what it actually smells like. Right. What is the incense going to smell like? Because I doubt it's going to, like, you're going to smell it and be like, oh, yeah, that's what a woman's vagina would right. smell like. But and then how much of her that. underwear is she burning? Because how many essence sticks are you making out of these pieces? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand the manufacturing mm-hmm. process. That's probably something maybe want to know. Like, how okay. do you cultivate that smell and then mass produce it because is she going to have limited quantity that's what I'm thinking too because when I read the article I'm like okay is she doing this in terms of now that you explain it in terms of the process of burning the underwear because of the urban myth or is the intention for it to smell like that because those are two different things yeah if the process is more like a you know ritualistic type of thing then that's different than my intentions for it to mimic this 
smell. Yeah. Like I feel se. like she's she's so you know scared. it's yeah. an urban myth, so she's making light of it. She's joking around, mm-hmm. but I think she'll probably develop an incense that has a smell that she really likes, that she kind of combined with, with her burned underwear, combined with the ashes. Yeah, <laughs> because. I mean, it just smells like burned fabric at that point. Right, and it doesn't smell And nice. then she'll probably just name it Baducey. Yeah. But it won't be the actual smell. Right. It'll be like, this is ba- this is my interpretation of Baducey since y'all say that my, my pussy got magic. changes things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So, I mean... Would you? What if you guys went to a guy's house and he's burning Baduzzi, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god, what is that?" I'd be and cool with that. You'd be cool. You wouldn't be weirded out. Well, or- I would have to know Samson. about the product first. <laughs> if it smells like, if it smells like, if it is, if the intention is for it to smell like her vagina. That's, I go, what I, that's, that's what I. That's what I, I gather from. That's so, why I'm like, how? If that's the intention behind it, and I walk yeah. in and my boo is burning some Erica Badu pussy in his house. <laughs> Them little you, wooden you, sticks in each corner. We fighting what bitches really? up in here. Yeah. I'm like, what the? So, but that, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Like, who burns the incense and you walk into the room and say, it smells like pussy in here. Like, who, like. If it smells like pussy, it smells like pussy. <laughs> you know? But, but I just find it, I just don't think her incense is actually going to smell like, like pussy. I you just think don't see that. You think it's the process of how yeah, she Yeah, I just don't. Everybody has their like, own. That's why I'm interested smell. because I want to see what it actually like. I would be so impressed. You, so next episode on like pieces from the chicks, we will be burning. Okay, while we I will buy the Baduce oh! and, and I will burn it, okay. and I will get back to y'all. Okay, Please, thank you. Wow, how much you. is it? <laughs> February twentieth. We gonna give it to you for your birthday. We gonna get you some Baduce. <laughs> no, I'm. I want to know what it's. I'm interested. To see if this is just like a funny interpretation of right. what she thinks Badu is. Because she is, a, she's a comedian. But yeah, it's, she's but, it, but it's clickbait. It is, and so people, people are gonna, gonna buy it. Know. Well, people then, okay. Let's just, gonna sell let's out. just, for question's sake, let's just assume that the intention is for it to mimic the smell of your vagina or your mm-hmm. pussy or whatever. Would you, as an individual? Do that. Yeah, that's my question. Your... That's my question to you too. So if I had to answer it that way. And I'm going to say this because... <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> Literally. No. Um, well, you know, we all have our own smells. And what is it? Pheromones, right? Or whatever? Yeah. Our own pheromones or whatever. And it attracts certain people. Right. You know, naturally. It's just the same way you put if on perfumes. Yeah. If we're both wearing the same perfume. Like me and my sister, she'll put a perfume on. It'll smell completely different on me yeah. than it does on her. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, with your partner, you have a certain smell that they are like intoxicated by in a sense. So I'd probably gift that to like someone I'm actually, you know, yeah. like yeah. intimate with or whatever. But not to just be handed like, here, friends, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, no. I'd be so mad at you. <laughs> I think this is very interesting. Um, you know how guys like to collect women's underwear. I don't know if you've ever Do been they? in a situation. Yeah, the guys say, oh, oh can collect? I collect? Not- <laughs> My ex, be- when we first got together, he told me he had to throw out old whip- underwear. Old underwear from women he's collected. Oh. Collected because they're going to come back and eventually use them? No, but they just, just left them. at the house. Oh, okay. he would keep them. And he would keep them. He had them in a zip. I don't know if that's crazy and or what. Like <laughs> Oh, he God. about to burn them shit. The <laughs> so he told me like, oh, when we got together, he's like, oh, just like, you know, I had to throw, throw them out. out. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. at least he's honest. So, yeah. and then I've had people ask to keep my underwear 
I've, I've never had anyone ask. I've had people smell them. But that's what I'm saying. They, they're smelling it because they like that smell. I mean, come on. Right. So, I mean, I mean, no. You so know, instead of like, can I have my, them? Yeah, instead like, of oh, keeping my drawers, I'll, I'll send you some. So would you? I'll send him some Tinani, and then he could. It's going to be the Is name that of mine. your infant? Tinani. <laughs> mine would be Juice. <laughs> What's the name of your ass? <laughs> What's your pussy ass girl? Quiet storm. Ooh. <laughs> the storms are burrowing. You know what? I think I, I'll name my light me up. Hmm. I'm so done with y'all. Juicy, I'm light me up. Juicy. And, te- and quiet storm. Tinani. And Tinani. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so Kwana, you didn't answer. Would you? Would I do this product? No. Create your own. No. Customize. No, no, no. <laughs> Why? Unless it not an incense, maybe like a perfume. Because I feel like then you could really get the smell because it's like perfume. <laughs> right? But I would just maybe get a little bottle and just be like, here you go. A little dab. Like, a little sample. Sample. No, no. You can dab it. Just dab it. <laughs> <laughs> on um, dab it right the there. Lip, put it on the upper lip. On the upper lip. On the upper lip. Yes. Y'all are just some freaky shit. Okay. Wait, <laughs> nasty. Don't at me. Ow! <laughs> okay, Joey. Shout out to Brent Fias. Yes. <laughs> Okay, that went completely left, yes. but that was my question of the day. What'd you answer? What'd you say? Oh, I said I would I would customize it instead of people taking my underwear or, you know. But I would, for for, someone I would rather special, just give my underwear. Yeah, I mean, for someone's... But I like my underwears. I don't buy just, some more, girl. I'm Let him buy you some more. I'm you very specific, you buy me some. I'm very specific on my drawers that I wear. I ain't just be passing out my underwear. I like my underwear. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> but no, saying, no. You take, you take some, you buy me some. <laughs> but if it's like, I would do it for my husband. I know a boyfriend. I no, no, definitely. Yeah, like, husband, yeah. you know, we is stale in the marriage. Oh. I mean, I would think. I need to But spice not even it? stale. I think that would just be like a funny. Gift. Gift. Like. I gotta ask. Yeah, I, I just think I feel that would like, just be funny. I feel like I should send people some texts and ask somebody, would you? <laughs> What do you think about this? You know that's just going to sell out. As so, Kwana, I need you to be there, there on know, February 20th like, on her online store. On the site, quick. Yeah. It's going to sell out in minutes. You know it is. Yeah, she's going to You know it is. Out of pure curiosity as well. Pure curiosity. That, and that's that's how I feel. Clickbait. I said it's genius. Marketing genius. Clickbait. Because we like, want to know. Oh, there's an urban myth. I'll show y'all mm-hmm. urban myth. Now you can go buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's smart. <laughs> I mean, maybe that might be the trick for the, us women. Maybe that's how we can lock our men in. We just burn that Baducey and they don't think mm. it's from us. That could be our, that could be the cheat code. Okay. So I'll buy the Baducey. And you're going to use it? And I'll pass it out. <laughs> right? You could resample it. Repackage it. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Listening. I'll, pa- <laughs> I'll pass y'all a stick of Baducey, right? Okay. And then when y'all have somebody come over, y'all light it, you tell me what happens. Okay. If it's like. Maybe it's like most, an aphrodisiac. Maybe. Or maybe it's yeah. like, you know. And then if he changes up and like he does crazy yeah, things for like, me. Because, you know, it's Erica Badu. She's already a very earthy type woman. So I'm thinking that this is just going to be a really nice smelling incense. Doesn't smell like a her vagina, but like maybe a nice smelling incense. But your vagina shouldn't smell like any. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. But I mean, <laughs> but I think that's why it's funny because I'm right. like. Nobody's gonna light a candle that smells like. Look, it pussy. got us talking, so she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, so it's like I think she it'll knows. probably be something that smells really nice, and it's gonna be named Baducey, and it's gonna be kind of like funny. Like yeah. I don't, 
I, I would be shocked if that shit actually smelled like a woman. Imagine you buy that and the meat. <laughs> yo, if I light it and I'm like, this smells like vagina. I would be like, yo. How do you get that dick out of your house? How does she do it? Sleep into your pillows. Your couch. Like how, I would be like, how did she do it? I'm shocked. So then would you do yours? Sure. <laughs> it's our house. Sure. <laughs> I just, that would be only for the bedroom. I don't want my friends walking into my house smelling my. What you call it? But that's, how would they know? How would they know? They would. <laughs> they know it smells like somebody pussy. <laughs> <in their house. laughs> well, pussy's not supposed to smell. But like pussy so. doesn't even. Well, what? Oh, it's, it's not supposed <laughs> to smell. <laughs> doesn't really have a smell, but kind of, but not really. You know, all biology. pussy is good pussy. Okay, biology. guys. <laughs> all right, y'all. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> some time with that on this one. i hope you guys enjoyed that because that was hilarious <laughs> okay so let's go to our segments joey ah. what's up on a dose of dopeness a dose of dopeness ow so a dose of dopeness i'm gonna introduce you guys to it just for you new listeners out there so a dose of dopeness is where i feature some really dope creatives who are doing really innovative things using music not necessarily a musician but maybe you're really into music or you have a um a company or organization or something doing something dope involving music. So this one I'm going to do a little different. I'm going to pull a Quana. I'm going to start my segment with a question for y'all. You're going to pull a T. Oh, you mean T? I ask questions. No, no, no. For Quana's segment, she usually asks, asks us a question oh. in her segment. Oh, I oh. do. Do I yeah. do that often? You do. Oh, wow. I edit, so I hear you. Huh? <laughs> okay, so let's see how I can phrase this properly. If you guys had to guess, what percentage of producers and engineers would you say are women in general? Just women. What kind of producers? Pro- music producers. Producers for Music producers and music engineers? Mm-hmm. What percent would you say are women? In the whole industry? Mm-hmm. 2%. Okay. Kwana, what do you think? I mean, T, I'm sorry. Can you repeat mm-hmm. the question? When it comes to music and the music industry... What percentage of music producers and music engineers do you think are women? Oh, women. Hmm. I'm going to say between 15 to 20 percent. Hmm. That's high. I believe in women. The answer is 7 percent. Oh. 7 percent. Who's so, closer? Kwana. You would be. You oh, said, said one percent. I said two percent. She said two percent. And I said fifteen. Fifteen. So maybe like an average in a sense, kind of. I guess it's right in the middle. All right. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> right. You are in the middle. <laughs> All right. So seven percent. And the reason why I did that is because today's feature for a dose of dopeness is seven percent organization, which is um, an organization founded by music producer Track Girl and her manager Ashley Kershaw, with the mission to highlight and create a safe haven for women in music by crafting solutions while building within their community. Due to the disparities between women and men in the industry, their platform focuses on young girls and women who want to get into production, engineering, and other music industry careers. Now, it's fairly new. She just started this back in 2018. And in 2018, that's when she had her very first panel panel discussion with um, women within the industry. And she enlisted Tiffany Kumar, who is the global head of songwriter relations at Spotify, Madam Gandhi, who's a musician, producer, and activist, and Queen Herbie, who's rapper, songwriter, and entrepreneur, 
and she had them on their panel discussion and they discussed an array of topics from creating safe studio spaces, solutions to include more female producers on albums. That's dope. Right? What the overall experience of being an executive in male-dominated spaces is. Um, the motivation to create music because, you know, as a woman, just being in it, I'm sure seeing what your competition is, especially male competitors, maybe you lack the energy sometimes. You're just not feeling it. Right. So that's something to discuss. And the importance of mentorship for young girls who have an interest in music on a whole. So for the future of the organization, although they're only two years old, as I stated, their goal is to partner with other brands to bring workshops and programming opportunities to young women across the nation. They plan on partnering with music festivals and other platforms to expand the brand and put the focus on young girls and women in order for them to get their skill set they so desire. So you know me with this segment, I love um, quoting the person who created the organization. Mm -hmm. So here's exactly what she had to say. And this is from an interview that she did with Status Magazine, I believe, last year. Nice. So she says, I want girls to feel safe. I want girls to have a place for them to be productive and go towards their goals because I feel like there's no home for that right now. So, wow. yeah, the 7%. And for those of you guys who don't know, Track Girl has worked with many, many mm -hmm. artists. My yes. favorite, Luke James, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yes. She has a song called Pearls with them. Um, often for you Janae Eiko fans on the album Trip, she produced Overstimulated. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And she also did Maintained by Belly featuring Nev. Wow. So what do you guys think about that? I think that is beyond amazing mm -hmm. that they have that. And the fact that they call it 7% because it brings awareness to the fact mm -hmm. that the number is so low. Mm -hmm. And everyone should, that like just rings in my head multiple times, just knowing 7%, 7%. That's going to stick with me now. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. now when I hear about any women who's in the industry, I'm like, okay, maybe this is a chance that it's going to be no longer 7%. Right. Maybe... It just it's just a thought provoking name and I love the fact that the organization is basically created to break that barrier. So it could possibly be the fifteen to twenty percent or even be fifty percent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that should be like the end goal, but I think that is so dope. How did you come across this? Well, actually when we were doing our producer episode way back when Yeah, um, we did women in music. I came across her stuff while mm -hmm. I was doing research as well and I saw that and I saved it because I was like, Okay, at one point I want to talk about that. Oh gotcha. And then I like completely forgot about it and I was scrolling through like my saved stuff on Flipboard and I came across it and I said, Oh my god, perfect time. So oh, yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Kana, what do you think? Mm. Um when when did she start this organization? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So they've had okay. two um So do you think it's in two events? It's twenty 19 so two two years ago oh, two years ago yeah. i guess <clears throat> less than two because it just became well, 2020 mm -hmm. um but i think it's dope you know it's i think any chance that someone can get to support other women especially in the industry instead of being competitive mm -hmm. a lot of times you know people think oh there's only one or two of us here then somebody comes in they're gonna take my spot people get really like competitive when it comes to male-dominated yep. fields and a lot of times women just kind of um you know they may not feel comfortable giving other women a shot but I like that she saw that you know I gotta be supportive of other young women who want to get in this industry because it's hard mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of support here so what can I do let me do my part to show that you know, I'm with you. You can have a mentor of some kind. Here's some opportunities that maybe I've come across that we can work on together. Like, I think it's always really important, especially in a male-dominated field, to make sure that you're not 
stepping on other women because you feel like there's only one spot open because I've definitely been in jobs where I've had managers who were women mm-hmm. and have felt that you like I can feel that you're keeping me at an arm's length or you're keeping me here because you're you you feel threatened yep yep by you know somebody <clears throat> possibly taking your job even though I've don't want your job but it's like <laughs> i want to learn from you that's why i'm here like right. if if you're above me i'm i'm just here to soak up as much knowledge right. as i can not throw somebody off of their game or anything like that but a lot of times that happens people get really competitive and you know after a while they don't really want to help they want to kind of keep you Mm-hmm. there so that they can thrive they'll help you but then at the same time it's like i'll help you just enough yes to make sure that i keep you in a way below me yeah. but close enough but below me mm. and yeah everything you guys said is exactly how i feel and i think it's great because one thing that track girl did say she said one thing that she realized when she was coming up in this game is that it was very hard to find a mentor yeah and she was just saying it's so important to have a mentor um, because they can talk to you from experience and help you, you know, same way you're talking mm-hmm. and help you through like, you know, things that you're going to encounter along the way and just keep you motivated and keep you going. So I think it's really, really great that she has created this. She saw something that was lacking when she was on her come up and she created a platform for it. So awesome. Shout out to her. And I'm going to leave you guys with the website and um, her Instagram handle so you can check it out for yourself. So it is the 7%.us and that's T-H-E, the number seven. P-E-R-C-E-N-T dot U-S. And then her IG handle is TrackGirl, T-R-A-K-G-I-R-L. Dope. And that's that. Dope. Literally dope. Dopeness. Literally dopeness. Dope, dope. Dripping in dope. Miss. <laughs> so let's roll on, roll on over to Laquana with How You Gonna Upgrade, upgrade Our Life. Um, yeah, so it is Black History Month. Woo-woo. to the people. Um, And I want to talk about a black woman who has helped make our lives better, helped upgrade our lives. She is a little known um, inventor Mm. and she has helped make our lives better, especially as women. Okay. Uh Oh, Um, I like where this is going. Have you ever heard of a sanitary belt? A belt? I have. Mm -hmm. No. So I was talking to my mom about this, but she told me that, you know, when she was young and she first started menstruating, there there was this thing that they wore called a sanitary belt. Mm-hmm. And it was before, like, pads and stuff had the adhesive, like the mm-hmm. sticky adhesive. It was uh, before yeah. that was invented. So you had to wear a belt and you put it on your body and it wraps around your waist and it clicks like a belt. And the pad is, you know, in the spot it needs to be in. And you have to tighten the belt and it holds it in place. Gotcha. Mm. So I was like, what? And she was telling me this. I was like, huh? A belt? She was like, yeah, it was this like weird belt thing that kind of clicked on your body. And that's how you would keep your pad on. And I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) So. Sounds like a lot. Right? It sounds like a lot. But you know women, we have to go through a lot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Always. I googled who created the sanitary pad. And it said Thomas Jefferson? What? Stop it. And I was a like, man? that can't be correct. But okay. okay. So I started doing a little bit more research. And I came across a woman who I didn't even know existed. Um, her name is Mary Beatrice, um, Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner. 
Nope, never heard of her. She is a self-taught, well, she was a self-taught inventor who created the sanitary belt and filed five pat- patents in her lifetime. Wow, wow awesome. So wow. uh, is this black woman, self-taught inventor, she did not go to school for this? Well, she, after reading her bio, she did try, but, it, you know, school is very expensive, so she couldn't finish because of the financial hardships, but she's an inventor. She filed five um, patents for her inventions, which is, you know, at that time, very hard to do. They're expensive. Even today, filing a patent for something that you created is very expensive. So back then, her doing it herself, very expensive. Um, But she created um, the design for the sanitary belt. Mm. Um, So I'm just going to pull up some info. Okay, sanitary belt. I know, right? Yeah. Out. That just made me think about like what did they do back back back. I heard in the that day? Like, back in the day, like when women had periods, like way way, they had to go to the river. Oh, certain time of day, like from I guess like in the morning, they had to sit, they had to stand in the river and let the let it flow, let it flow literally. But that was like way yeah, like back 1800s. in yeah eighteen hundreds. But obviously, it has evolved since mm-hmm. then. Yes. Uh, well, Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner, born 1912, passed away 2006. Oh, oh wow. wow. Recently. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Like, she lived that. Wow. That's a long life, life. y'all. Oh. That's bless almost, her soul. That's almost bless 100 her soul. years. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. God bless her soul. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she, you know, was, as a child, very inventive. Her father, um, I think her parents, uh, you know, they encouraged her pragmatic behavior. She was always trying to do it, do it herself, you know, always trying to create things, always looking towards, you know, how she can better things. So question, what did they mm-hmm. use before the sanitary belt? Do we know? I have no Blankets? idea. I uh-huh. mean, people people would use cloths, um, fabric, just kind of roll it up. Uh, things like that. So I guess whatever underwear you had, you would just have to kind of take some old rags, like a cloth, how they had cloth diapers for cloth, babies. Yeah, but not Maybe anything somewhere. with like sticky adhesive. Yeah, just something that just as best as you could keep it on you. Right. Um. So I'm just I'm just gonna pull up when mm-hmm. this thing started. Um, okay, so in 1931, and I and this is her uh, article on Vice, mm-hmm. Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner Sanitary Belt. Um, this is on Vice.com. In 1931, Kenner graduated from high school and earned a place at the prestigious Howard University, but was forced to Shout drop out Howard. a year oh. and a half into her course due to financial pressures. Um, so she would take odd jobs like babysitting or, you know, just working on her inventions in her spare time you know but the problem was money because filing a a patent was very expensive today a basic utility patent can cost several hundred dollars Um, but she would save up her money and she would do her own patent so her first ever patent was a belt for sanitary napkins it was long before the advent of disposable pads and women were still using cloth pads and rags during their period so she proposed an adjustable belt with an inbuilt, moisture-proof napkin pocket, 
making it less likely that menstrual blood could stain and leak your clothes. Wow. Uh, so she said, one day I was contacted by a company that expressed an interest in marketing my idea. I was so jubilant. I saw houses, cars, and everything about to come my way. A company rep drove to Kenner's house in Washington to meet with their client. Sorry to say, when they found out I was black, their hmm. interest dropped. The representative went back to New York and informed me the company was no longer interested. Wow. Um, talk about it. Let's talk about it. surprised. Yeah. I mean, definitely not surprised. But, you know, she was undeterred and she continued inventing for all of her adult life. She eventually filed five patents in total, more than any other African-American woman in history. Awesome. Um, yeah, so she, you know, drew from her daily life. When her sister Mildred developed multiple sclerosis and had to get around with a walking frame, Kenner pat- patented a serving tray and a soft pocket that could be attached to the frame, allowing Mildred to carry things around with her. She also patented a toilet tissue holder that made sure the loose end of the roll was always within reach and a backwasher that could be attached to the wall of a shower to help people clean hard to reach parts of their back. Wow. I use one of those things to wash my back, too. Yeah? Yeah. I... It's attached to the wall? Oh, it's not attached to the wall, but I have a handheld one. Like a back backwasher? Yeah. yeah. So it's funny how like things that she's invented has evolved yes. over mm-hmm. time. So that's super dope. Yes. So someone needed to start somewhere yes. for it to get to where it is now. Exactly. And then only imagine. That's, that's the thing about ideas. You can use an idea what someone already has or someone already created and make it better. Yes. You know, you can always yeah. make money that way and patent that. So just think about it, people. Like, just see the evolution of the sanitary napkin yes. and, and where we are happened. now. The ironing board was created by a black man and a black woman inventor improved on the idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, things like that. Um, a black man invented the refrigerated truck. Mm-hmm. For, like, people, you know, like, companies that need to transport food and stuff. Right. A black man invented the stoplights. The red, Ooh. yellow, green. That was a black Drop man. those facts. Air yes. conditioner. That was a black so, man. That, black sounds about, that sounds about, that about <laughs> right. That sounds about black. <laughs> yeah, there's um, so many I mean, yeah. inventions, you know. The and peanut gym, butter. Peanut butter, yeah. you know, like so many things. Mm-hmm. Fried um, chicken. The, the <laughs> Thomas Edison did the light bulb, but the carbon filament, mm-hmm. the, the filament that goes in the bulb mm-hmm. was created by a black man. Hush puppies. Like the food? Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't know that. Black. Yeah, I think the toilet that's, bowl was too. Yeah, they I used it during. Like that, um, the they were escaping mm-hmm. from. Ah. They used it to hold them over for food. They used mm. to drop them to feed the dogs, mm. um, so the dogs wouldn't chase after them. Oh, hush puppies. Yeah. See? Oh shit! You just got that, huh? <laughs> hush puppies. Hush puppies. Yeah. Oh, hush puppies. Shit. I am floored. Yo, you we are me? so amazing. <laughs> we are dope. I even think that, sorry, not to go off on the tangent, but yeah, I think yeah. of like island terms and like when they used to say, oh, move the picnic from there. Picnic, pickaninny. Yeah. Pickaninny, like, yeah. Pickney. And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Damn. I mean, black history. history yo. Power yeah. to the people. Oh, speaking of which. I talk about this all the time, but I'm going to say it real, real quick. Yes. For anybody that wanted the 1619, um, they re-uploaded the newspaper and the magazine. I definitely ordered one. I be- I think it's like $16 for the um, for the package. It came the other day, and I was explaining to my mom 
um, just so many different things. We were talking about healthcare and all this, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Why is it like this?" And I opened it up, and I'm like, "This is why." And I was like, "Reading oh, off is it still pages. available?" It, it should be. I bought them like three or four days ago, and I just got them yesterday in the Can mail. Can you send me the? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely but need to have that on my coffee table. Yeah, exactly why I bought it because I'm like, I don't know when it's gonna restock, so I bought that. Yeah, so if anyone, I want, I want that link. Too. I want to buy that. We'll do. We'll do. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Kwana. Yes. No problem. Just wanted to share some information on, you know, I thought it was interesting. I was just talking to my mom about it and I was like, okay. So, you know, black women been upgrading our lives for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The more you know, the more you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Now we have T's segment uh, behind the lyrics. What's going on today? Yes. Where are you taking us? Where are we going? Well, we're going to keep this black history train moving. Okay. All right now. All right, all right. So the song today that I would like to feature, I actually want to play a little bit of it because I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you ladies have heard it. Um, okay, so the song that I want to feature and dissect the lyrics on today is called Black Rage by Lauren Hill. Have you guys ever heard that song? Black Rage. Is it one of her newer songs? Um, yeah, it came out. that soundtrack or no? Um, it came out a couple years ago. Isn't it on that album that everybody hated? <laughs> I feel like I vaguely remember that. Is that the one where she's just naming a whole bunch of like big words? Is the album cover black and white? Uh, Let me see what album it is on. All right, let's listen to it. Yeah, yeah. You guys are asking a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She's like, I'm here to play the song. She's like, I'm trying to play the music. Y'all be quiet. I'm trying to play the song, (laughs) y'all. Great. Here we go. Black rage founded on blatant denial. Squeeze economics, subsistence survival, deafening silence, and social control. Black rage is founded on wounds in the soul. When the dogs bite, when the bees sing, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember. These kinds of things And then I don't fear So bad Black rage founded Fed us self-hatred Lies and abuse While we waited and waited Spiritual treason This grid and its cages Black rage is founded on These kinds of things So that was Lauren Hill's Black Rage. <laughs> it's so funny, you guys. How you see, did she Kwan? take? 
because I love that song. How did she take Is Julie that? Andrews? The sound of music. How did, first of all, my mom, I, my mom is obsessed with the sound of music. So I grew up watching that it's movie. The sound so of I, music. oh my god, that movie is I could watch it anytime. Yeah. But like I love that song, and she took that song and turned it into something <laughs> very deep, very serious, and very dark. Yeah, very dark. So let me. But I do like her message because it is true. True. Yes. Definitely. So as Quana pointed out, so. The song is from the sound in the back. You know, the musical composition in the background is from the sound of music. Mm -hmm. So according to Genius, black rage pumps the depths of the black historical experience and the wounds of her own psyche. Remembering how ancestors pushed through and survived a history of physical, mental, socioeconomic, political, spiritual, and cultural disenfranchisement knowing the root causes of the condition of black america and its institutions that lie at the foundation helps hill to channel her fear and sadness into something more powerful black rage is also innovative but overlooked defense in law practice so i was trying to find songs that were talking about black lives matter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is one of the songs that came up and i thought it was so fitting so one of the uh a couple of the lyrics that i wanted to um break down is when she says so when the dogs bites <laughs> going back to the sound of music mm-hmm. so when the dogs bites and the beatings when the when i'm feeling sad i simply remember all these kinds of things and then i don't fear so bad mm-hmm. lauren hill was not the first prominent black artist to reference roger hammerstein's my favorite things you know ariana grande has it mm-hmm. in her rings. yeah um, John Coltrane covered and recorded a song in 1961, becoming a radio hit and many considering an evolution of Coltrane's aesthetics on progression. Mm-hmm. Hill's sample and this inevitable reference to Coltrane reinforces the connotation of the song within black music and culture. The sub- subtle changes in the chorus adds to the impact of the message, not changing dog's bites, but changes Beastings to beatings powerfully signifies the overtones of police brutality that are apparent throughout the song. Finally changing feel to fear hits home. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to find a song that kind of empowers us instead of us feeling, you know, instead of feeling sad and not being fearful of like, you know, police brutality and like you know yes black lives do matter so instead of being fearful of what is going on let's use it in more of a powerful way and how we can use this energy to do good in the community so i wanted to feature the song so i wanted to hear what you guys thought about listening to it joey hmm. <laughs> i would just I was just in deep thought, sorry. I was just thinking about, um, Kwanaha, you said, you know, it's from The Sound of Music, that's such a cheery song, mm-hmm. yet this is very, you know, dark, dark and mm-hmm. kind of dramatic. And for some reason, it made me think about that scene, you know, we've all watched Queen and Slim. That made me think about that scene of Queen and Slim where they're having sex in the car. Sorry for you guys that haven't seen it. I'm about to spoil it. Spoiler well, alert. Y'all haven't seen it. Come I mean, on. Spoiler alert. Quick, I mean, it doesn't give anything Yeah, just away, go ahead. Just go ahead. A small little part, but they were yes. having, there's a scene where the two main characters are having sex in a car. Yes. And then there's another scene that's happening simultaneously mm-hmm. of a protest. And right. this little boy, you know, 
shoot someone or whatever at the protest. And those two scenes are happening at the same time. And that's one scene that just stuck with me because in the moment I was like, this does not make sense. So I was like, this right. just feels, I feel weird. Pleasure. Right. I'm supposed to be enjoying it, but then. Supposed to be enjoying it, but then there's like yeah. pain in it at the same time. So it made me think about that moment because it didn't make sense. And it was such a strange yes. contrast. Oh, I feel you. So now that yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, the song being joyous, but Lauren Hill's also saying like, yeah, this song sounds great and cheery in that way. But all of this still happened. She took the most cheerful song <laughs> in the world. Yeah, And then she had kids in the background. Yes. And and I think there's there's a reason why she has kids, because yes. today's youth is dying Mm -hmm. of the hands of guns Mm -hmm. so she wanted to let y'all she wanted i she she achieved the goal Mm -hmm. by pulling at our heartstrings as a song that we sing is so cheerful you see these kids playing they're supposed to be cheerful but there's guns stopping them from the cheerfulness Mm -hmm. i mean that message within itself is powerful Mm -hmm. yep and it also made me think of Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life. You have Annie, yes. which is it's a great a hard, hard Knock Life oh, for us. So yeah. it gave me the same feeling um, when Even I heard the song. Even though those kids were singing had, about hard knock, having yes. a hard but life. But just using you know music from a, you would like to say it's a white, Broadway, Broadway and yeah. then incorporating into hip hop. I mean, I think Lauryn Hill is a lyricist. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure, she in many rights. Uh, so the fact that she kind of pulled a little thing that Jay Z did with, you know, sound, you know, um, Annie. I thought that was so dope. So, Quana, what are your thoughts? Uh, I fe- I felt the same way Joey felt. I was like, I love this song, and I was like, oh, let me listen to what she's saying because her lyrics are obviously she's telling a story of, you know. When the dogs bite, when the beatings, and you know mm-hmm. things like that. So it's she's saying not to be fearful. Yeah, she's like you know we think about these things and we remember the things that we have, as black people had to go through, you know, and where we are now. It, it's a little better, but not by much. Mm-hmm. But we can still say that you know we cannot fear so much because now, um, you know, we are working a little bit better together to make strides on how to fix this mm-hmm. um how to change things you know we have a lot of activists and you know just people are a lot more aware you know especially with things like social media everybody has an opinion which isn't always good right i agree but you know information can reach us very quickly now mm-hmm. a lot more faster than it did before yeah. so and music is a beautiful vessel yes. to do so. Yes. So it's like we can use what we have going on now to our advantage. You know, use the information in the social media and like let's get together and let's fight. Let's this get stuff. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, just <laughs> <laughs> and to make that cheerful. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you guys. Um today's episode is very interesting. We went from Baducey to seven <laughs> percent to sanitary pads to pr- police brutality. Yeah, wow. But that's how we are here. We're exactly. versatile. Yeah. Chicks, we laugh, we cry, we all of it. We drink we wine, we drink wine, we light incense. We do yeah, <laughs> hopefully no Baducey, but okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm yeah. buying so, it. We'll okay, let y'all know we'll the- let you know. We'll come back with a review. But yeah. this has been views from the chicks. This is T, and it's Joey. And Kwana. We out. Bye. Peace.